my name is Lakin Reinauer, and today we will be discussing the book Columbine, written by Seattle investigative journalist Dave Collin. We will go into depth about the events behind this novel and delve into Collin's purpose and reason for writing this book, as well as his rhetorical strategies and good writerly moves. But before we get into this podcast, we are sponsored here today by Renwell Water. Renwell Water is a brand of bar that comes right from the springs to your door, costing only $1.50, and can even come with flavors at an extra $0.10. Cents. 15% of proceeds go to charities for the needy, and your purchase will help forward this cause. It's also been scientifically proven that this product contains no harmful bacteria or substances like plastic, as your other water products may have. So this is also a safer alternative to the products you may currently be using. So first off, let's just explain what exactly the Columbine shooting was. On April 20th, 1999, two boys, Eric Harris and Dylan Kleppel, decided to open fire on their high school. As mentioned in the book, 24 students were sent to the hospital, 13 bodies remained inside the school, and two more remained on the school grounds. This is a very well-known shooting and has impacted people all around the world. As some of you may know, um, schools have a program called Friends of Rachel based on this girl named Rachel Scott, who was one of the first victims of the Columbine shooting. So, Colin tends to switch back and forth between the years leading up to the shooting and the months that followed it, and even gives the audience a look into the killer's mind through his knowledge of their lives and personal journals, video entries, and family members. Colin seeks to educate the audience on the event known as the Columbine shooting, but he also seeks to teach a lesson and explore the deeper meaning behind it. He educates the audience on the mind of a psychopath, and also teaches the audience a lesson on violence, trauma, and also media misinformation. He seems to take on the perspectives of multiple different people, adapting to their personalities and their possible ways of thinking. This is a good writerly move when it comes to the audience clarification and understanding. One of the most obvious themes or purposes for Colin's writing on this event is violence. Colin mentions multiple school violence occurrences through the book. One of them being a 16-year-old in Alaska opening fire on a school in 1997, and two others being school shootings in Kentucky and Stamps, Arkansas. The mentioning of all these violent occasions is to bring to light how normalized and common violence is in America, especially within schools. As we all know, in schools we are taught drills and instructed on what rules to follow when it comes to evacuation and procedures to stay safe in case of an intruder or potential threat. And students all across America know this to be a routine yearly, coming back to schools and learning about drills. It also shows that violence is not always obvious and is a lot of time masked. Eric and Dylan were known to be troublemakers in a way, but no one expected them to actually follow through with these kinds of plans. No one even knew that they had these kinds of plans. Colin states, the path toward violence is an evolutionary one, with signposts along the way. The FBI report said, cultural influences appeared weak. Many perps shared a crucial experience. 98% had suffered a loss or failure they perceived as serious. Anything from getting fired to blowing a test or getting dumped. Of course, everyone suffers loss and failure, but for these kids, the trauma seemed to set anger in motion. This was certainly true in Columbine. Dylan viewed his entire life as failure, and Eric's arrest accelerated his anger. Eric and Dylan probably saw their quote-unquote failure as a last straw, and it paved the way for their violent nature. Colin also discusses trauma. A lot of the students at Columbine knew Dylan Kleppold and Eric Harris, and some even interacted with them. No one knew that Dylan and Eric had these intentions. They may not have been rule abiders, but no one expected them to have these kinds of plans. 
Many of the students characterized Columbine as a toxic school with reckless jock lords and snotty rich white kids in the latest Abercrombie and Fitch line. But that was like every high school. Colin says Columbine came to embody everything noxious about adolescence in America. Several of Eric and Dylan's friends felt personally responsible since they knew they were experimenting with bombs, but it is also not their fault. On the day of the shooting, students experienced a lot of trauma. It is obvious that their closest friends would feel guilty because of their close acquaintance, but what they need to know is that no one could have known because they didn't tell anyone, and no one knew what they were thinking. No one could possibly know what was going on inside their minds. Colin helped to develop this idea that the blame should not be put on anyone but those responsible. He also did a good job portraying to the audience humanity as well. He made Dylan and Eric seem like normal students up until the events and used foreshadowing through his use of past tense and diction. Colin also covers media misinformation and mentions multiple times throughout the meet throughout his book that the media tends to explain um, end up using an explosion of gossip and spread of misinformation. Earlier in the book, Colin mentions that during the shooting, the students start to resort to calling news media stations for help because the 911 stations were over flooded. And um, because they were in a state of shock and disbelief and very obviously scared, the information started to get confused and some are having a hard time grasping what exactly was going on and who was at fault. Some of the students thought that there were more than two shooters, for they saw them in different clothing, which, Colin says, was the result of Eric and Dylan ditching their jackets and confusing the students, for then they were in different clothing. The media, of course, fell into all this false information, essentially making things a whole lot worse than the public. I feel like one of Colin's deeper meanings is the media's need for drama, even out of traumatic events like this. One quote from the book that captures this theme perfectly is, The fundamental experience for most of Americans was almost witnessing mass murder. It was the panic and frustration of not knowing. The mounting terror of horror withheld, just out of view. We would learn the truth about Columbine, but we would not learn it today. The narrative unfolding on television looked nothing like the killer's plan. It looked only moderately like what was actually occurring. It would take months for investigators to piece together what had gone on inside. Motive would take longer to unravel. It would be years before the detective team would explain why. The public couldn't wait that long. The media wasn't about to, so they speculated. Colin was to show the audience not to believe everything you hear and see through the media because media manipulation is widely present, which is a bit ironic with him being part of the media as an investigative journalist. But I think this also further establishes his credibility because he is not afraid to admit flaws and faults within the system in which he works. Columbine was a devastating and traumatic event that no student or person should ever have to witness or go through. This event has taught students all through the world to be cautious of who they surround themselves with and to take any threats to the school seriously. Colin developed and broadcasted this information and nuance surrounding Columbine incredibly often using foreshadowing for a further dramatic effect and to move the audience emotionally. His interviews with people and usage of personal interactions and involvement of Eric and Dylan's personal journals and entries helped to develop his authority. Overall, Dave Collin helped to bring justice to the victims of Columbine by describing their stories and their lives and also educating the public on these events to help them understand the extremities of these situations. 
Thank you for listening. Also remember this podcast is sponsored by Renwell Water.